गाइस वेलकम बैक टू अनदर एपिसोड ऑफ पीपल्स स्टोरीज आई एम योर होस्ट प्रियंका ओझा थैंक यू सो मच फॉर जॉइनिंग अस आई होप यू हैव फाइन लिसनिंग टू द सेशन एज वेल एज प्रॉबेबली गेट टू नो समथिंग मोर अबाउट दिस पर्टिकुलर प्रोफेशन सो येट अगेन थैंक यू सो मच फॉर जॉइनिंग स्टे ट्यून्ड एंड हैव फन a very very warm welcome to another beautiful episode of people's stories thank you so much for joining us i'm your host priyanka and today we have in the studio um a very interesting guest her name is sonal malhotra she is working as a lead us researcher at clana here in germany and is one of my colleagues uh, at clana so i'm super excited to have you sonal thank you so much for joining Thanks a lot for having me. <laughs> I'm super excited as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pleasure is all mine. So, uh Sonal basically has been born and not born, raised uh or spoiled in Noida in India <laughs> and uh has a very vast experience in the user experience research and design space. So, Sonal, the floor is all yours. How would you introduce yourself? Okay. So, well, thanks for having me first of all. <laughs> I would say let's start from uh, my roots okay <laughs> um, so after school maybe that's when you are the most uh, concerned about which direction to take what career to choose and of course I was also equally confused uh, like all the people at that age mm. and uh, since I was academically inclined I wanted to uh, like use my academic interest but i also wanted to use my creative interest mm. and i was not finding a good solution for that mm. i was not sure if i just want to be a painter i was not sure if i just want to be an engineer mm. like what is the best middle ground yeah so then i figured i figured or got to know about something called design mm. and uh, got curious about it started applying for design schools and that's how my career started i don't know if it was for you as well but basically after class 10th which is high school in most of the other countries uh you are supposed to take like um this particular one one direction right and you chose science in that in that junction basically yeah and then after that um you decided to do design as your bachelor's right yes so no, how was actually, that yeah that's right Mm-hmm. so how was that journey and you know what exams do you like typically how do you get into the design space okay so i think the college space right now has changed a lot when i did it there were a few colleges now there are multiple mm. uh and i'm not i cannot say uh what was important then is also the same mm. way it is now however the colleges that i aimed for and went to were colleges of national importance uh there was national institute of fashion technology mm. which is still equally reputed equally mm. good uh then there was national institute of design mm. uh which is considered to be like the best design school of india mm. so hands down i will still vouch for them uh primarily for national institute of design mm. uh it's a brilliant place to learn and grow mm. in the space uh and how i went into that so when i was in my 11th and 12th class mm. i was following uh, the defined perspective that mm. oh i should do engineering because everyone thinks that this is right for me and i was also thinking yeah maybe that's what everything else i will think about after engineering mm. so then i was also taking some course to uh, apply for engineering colleges but i got 
uh, so you were preparing for engineering exams yes but i okay. i was quite disenchanted <laughs> like when i was in 12th i was preparing for it and then uh, internally my heart wasn't much into it yeah so i wasn't exactly that much into the preparation itself okay so mm-hmm. i i uh, focused more on my 12th class boards where i performed well but in my engineering uh, uh, exams i didn't perform well because i was not really putting my heart and soul into it mm-hmm. i was just preparing because i should have prepared and then i realized that this is not uh, something that i can force myself to do and uh, then i also got introduced to the idea of design colleges that they do exist in india mm. and you can get into one of them and you can chart a career out of design mm. and something that i had never imagined before that mm. because i was like uh, like all these careers all these alternate careers we don't even hear about them mm. when ha, they're not up. so popular right exactly. yeah yeah, yeah. So so, uh, so because you've been in this space like um let's say when we talk about design like design can be multiple things right so for example the most popular ones are fashion designing and interior designing which yeah. everybody knows right but i'm sure design as a as a space is much bigger and much broader than this so can you give some insight on on uh you know how can somebody understand that design is the space for them like what should their interest be and what are the scope what is the scope that you can look at yeah so uh you're right like in india it's only interior design and fashion design and mm. those are also not seen as serious professions at least at that time they were not seen now things have started changing we have had much more exposure mm. and people know that you can chart successful careers in both of these fields mm. besides them there are multiple other design uh, oriented specializations uh, for example graphic design now the graphic designers are the ones who develop logos for big companies who develop uh, branding and a lot of companies entire brand positioning entire yeah. uh, image in the market depends on the kind of graphic design they have yeah uh, then we have product design also called industrial design mm. uh, so all the products that you use from your electronics to your household products uh, to your kitchen appliances mm. to cars everything uh, there is a designer behind them hmm. uh somebody has to apply their amalgamation of creative and uh, theoretical understanding hmm. to build a product which is functional effective efficient and can also be mass produced hmm. so industrial design is a huge field uh again something uh, that requires a lot of specialized training hmm. uh then we also have film making uh so you have uh, a filmmaking also was a part of my design school because they took inspiration from uh the visual arts like the visual aspect of oh, making okay. films hmm. Hmm. so uh, how to write well how to film well animation design so animation design was all about creating animation films how to use animation as a medium hmm. not just for creating movies but also for like public campaigns uh right. for government projects so when you go into this then you realize each of these fields has applications in multiple areas of yeah. life 
uh there's business design as well <laughs> so you have like so a broad. lot of variations very very broad yeah i mean if you just have to kind of compare it similar to for example if you go into medical if you go into medical line it's yeah. like medicine in itself is like one big umbrella and you have so many specializations yes. within medicine right yeah. or for example engineering for that matter you have like mechanical engineering electrical engineering and then civil engineering and so on and so forth and even if you get into mechanical engineering for example there would be much more further spe- sub specializations like yeah. you can be hydrodynamics you know you can be i don't know uh, design design in itself like machine design is something that we used to study Absolutely. as a mechanical engineer so so that's that's really interesting so uh, now if for example let's say somebody wants to pursue this particular profession is there something that they have to have you know inherently in them which will make them good at this particular uh, in this particular area I think you should just be um I believe everyone has a creative side. Hmm. Everyone uh can hone their creative side if they want to. Hmm. But yeah, you should have the initial inclination hmm. to hone your creative side. Hmm. It should not come out of an external pressure. So But when we say creative like when you're saying creative what do you what do you exactly mean? So when you are uh, still figuring out what you want to do your creative side can come out in different ways mm. so uh, it could be like you are more inclined towards visual arts mm. you're more inclined towards filmmaking you're more inclined towards uh, understanding how things work mm. and how to create new things mm. uh, maybe you are more innovation focused maybe you want to uh, you are into diy projects mm. as a kid and okay. uh, mm-hmm. that really fascinates you like how to make your own windmill for example yeah. so that that person already has an inclination for industrial design mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so interesting yeah yeah obviously yeah yeah if you are into writing uh, so how to use writing to communicate uh, yeah. how to uh, like express yourself so creative abilities show up in multiple ways mm. and if you have a creative bend of mind you can consider uh design as a profession hmm. okay so i think now let's get into your particular profession so um you uh, so you are working as a lead user researcher right so um walk us through like right from bachelor's up until how you reached here so what all have you done in in this particular journey and what exactly are you doing right now so how does a typical work day look like for you and what is expected out of you you know like what is it that you're getting money for Okay, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> yeah, why am I getting paid? <laughs> okay, so um, when I was, uh, I recently graduated from my bachelor's college. Mm. I started uh, my career with a consulting firm, which was into product design, industrial design, very mm. serious stuff. They used to uh, work on uh, designing household appliances, electric appliances, TV, mm. washing machine. But okay. my role in there was more inclined towards lifestyle accessories because that is my that is what my specialization was. Mm-hmm. So I was doing uh, uh, home decor, table accessories, lighting, lamps. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what I was making. So I felt that even at that time, I had to do a lot of background research. Mm. I had to understand who is the target audience, mm. who will use these products. where should i position them mm-hmm. why should they need it uh, what is the story of sustainability behind it so looking at sustainability not in terms of materials only but in terms of sustainable uh, sustaining careers 
Uh, or like training say uh, the blind uh, workforce there uh, to be independent and to kind of uh, have their own uh, way of earning money if they learn to make these products okay hmm. so yeah so then sustainability became a bigger concept it was hmm. not just about material and form but it was also about sustainable uh, contribution to society hmm. uh, economically uh, underprivileged people how to help them also become sustainable in their okay. life hmm. so yeah there was a lot of aspects to it which was not just about visual design it hmm. was um, way beyond that hmm. uh, so at that time i realized that my role is not just to make pretty things hmm. but it's to understand all the nuances which lead to those pretty things and then where those things go from there for mm. the like who uses them and why mm. so user research is an inherent part of the design process mm. so i wouldn't say that i became a user researcher years away from that point mm. i was a user researcher at that point as well mm. and then my but what what were you called at that point of time like what was i was your... called a designer okay mm. i was called a product designer okay so as a part of product design you have to understand whom you're designing for yeah. and you also have to understand where you're sourcing your material from why this material hmm. why this way of making this particular product hmm. how will you make it in the most efficient uh, energy saving way for example hmm. in my case hmm. in this project uh, so you have to understand all these aspects now if i only focus on these aspects then i become more like a design researcher hmm. because i'm somebody's making this i'm helping them with this understanding hmm so this was already a part of my role and then i went into furniture design hmm but while i was doing furniture design i got inclined towards something called design thinking hmm and design thinking revolves around how to have uh like till now business thinking is the traditional model of uh, finding solutions to problems hmm. uh profit and loss Uh, profitability basically profitability yeah. cost mm. effectiveness but design thinking is about the uh, uh, empathy related questions like okay if this person is uh, able to produce this particular product in 8 hours how mm. can we reduce the load on this person if we reduce the load on this person and we look at the entire workforce and we are saving so much time we are also employee happiness increases then the the efficiency and mm. then okay uh, the so softer the softer, the softer aspect aspects of- So, and uh, does ergonomics also come into yes. like as one of the categories for this yes because now i think there's a very special focus on on especially physical products there's yes. a very special focus on ergonomically being the best product you know yes so um so so along with for example empathy would be like one aspect of yes. the broadness that comes with it totally hmm. so there are various things that like even when i was learning furniture design ergonomics was one of the subjects naturally hmm. because you cannot design good furniture if it's not ergonomically designed well yeah <laughs> so i was designing furniture but in my last year out of my two year course the second half of last year i also started working with a tech startup mm. and there i solely took the role of a design researcher mm. because that tech startup was trying to understand uh, which idea they should focus on mm. what should the startup be about so it was at a very nascent stage mm. and they had to find out uh, who their user will be what is the problem they are trying to solve for people uh what exactly to should they make uh and their product wasn't a physical tangible product it wasn't furniture mm. it was a software mm. how can we make engineering uh, studies easier uh could we start a learning platform 
could we uh, make summaries of their uh, their courses so that it's easier for them to understand so there were like ton- tons of ideas mm. they had and we had to choose like which direction to focus on okay so then my role there was to go into engineering colleges to talk to students to understand uh, what are their problems with learning when they study engineering in colleges uh, what are the challenges they face hmm. so uh, so there yeah, my role was already focused on a lot of user interviews and understanding the main pain points that they face what are the challenges so that we can choose an idea which matches exactly what they want okay so basically okay i understand now so you because you were doing user research it basically means trying to understand what the user wants exactly. you know what their requirement is exactly okay cool okay yeah. yeah that sounds interesting so then you went into uh, from furniture you went into software yeah so that is where designing. i already started realizing that uh, i like user research slash design research and i felt i could do it well hmm. and uh, then i realized i could drift away from furniture and i could go into uh other fields as well mm. and my skills will still be equally useful mm. elsewhere mm. and then i went into starting my career in a tech company mm. uh which was more user experience focused and i shifted from that one to a user experience consulting firm mm. they had their own courses which further helped me mm. because their courses focused on user experience uh, certifications mm. uh more in depth understanding of how to do user experience design how mm. to do user experience research how mm. to do user testing so, in the context of tech products okay cool yeah so i was going to ask so basically let's say if somebody is um, is a user researcher would somebody who is a user researcher for let's say furnitures the approach would still be the same if you are a user researcher for let's say i don't know a, a, an app a mobile yes. app your understanding might differ like say if you do not have any understanding of manufacturing processes furniture industry uh how to build things mm. uh, what it takes to make a piece mm. uh, then your user research at that point may not be that well fit if you are like a tech user researcher mm. it may not be like the best fit for furniture industry mm. so you still need to have a good idea of how things work in that industry mm. so you need to have some kind of a, a domain understanding when i became a ux researcher in a tech company then i had to understand uh, uh, why apps are designed a certain way how people design apps what are the decisions they take mm. why they take those decisions mm. so i had to understand the business side uh, and the actual uh, production side of things as well mm. and then i bring in the user angle to that mm. you can bring in the user angle in any industry yeah yeah of course yeah. so um from what i'm understanding like uh, because it's user experience obviously you have to interact with a lot of people mm. so generally somebody who's getting into user research should they be like a good people's person basically uh, do you need to be an extrovert to get into user research space i wouldn't call myself an extrovert <laughs> i would rather call myself an ambivert okay <laughs> but i do like talking to people and you do have to talk to people you have mm. to talk to strangers you have to make them feel at ease mm. uh, so they talk to you and then they do not uh, get conscious mm. they uh, do not hide their true feelings and what they actually want to say to please okay. you so mm. you need to be uh, build a very safe space mm. where people can be themselves mm. uh, so you do need to uh, have some 
uh, interest in interviewing mm. you have to have interest in understanding and have some kind of empathetic viewpoint mm. towards what they are saying even if you do not agree with it mm. okay cool yeah, yeah. that's that's also interesting and i mean i think typically you should also be good in being able to communicate so you're gathering all this information from users and now you have to pass it on to a product team that will actually design exactly. the whole product right yeah. so it's i think it's also very important that you are able to you know pass the information in the right way yeah. to and the information is not passed directly so you for example you are sitting spending 10 hours talking uh one to like 10 people one mm. hour per person for example mm. you have a lot of data from what they've told you mm. now with all this data you just don't dump this data on the uh, business side mm. of people you have to make sense so there's a lot of sense making you identify patterns you identify if 10 people are saying this what does it mean hmm. what does it mean for this product you have to make it uh, directly relevant to the product hmm. uh, it cannot be that they think uh, something about why the sky is blue but it has no relevance to mm-hmm. what you are making inside hmm. um, then it doesn't matter yeah so you uh, have to do a lot of sense making hmm. you have to be very uh, honest in without letting your own biases coming in the picture hmm. you have to give a very honest assessment of what you found okay and then it could culminate in the form of insights or a report and then i have to pass that report over i have to make it very very customized to the original questions that product is trying to solve okay so when i'm talking to product managers mm. i will make it relevant to what feature they are designing mm. and why they should make that feature or not make that feature what exactly will come in the way so i have to make a sense of that data mm. in a way that it's easily digestible mm. for the business product and design people okay so they can make uh, use of those insights yeah okay so um can you give some like for example right now you're working at klana and klana is a is a bn is a tech fintech company right so can you uh, throw some light on like what exactly are you doing right now and and you know what kind of design aspect are we looking at when we are working at a fintech company with apps you know hmm. yeah so when it comes to uh, domains within tech i have constantly shifted domains hmm. uh, like before fintech i even worked with a, a movie uh, ticket booking an entertainment company Oh okay is it book my show yeah that is book <laughs> <Okay>. my show <laughs> okay <laughs> that is book my show mm. so uh for me domain specificities hasn't been a huge uh, problem and it's ha- it has been very interesting to understand the business side of things mm. in different domains mm. right so uh what was the problem that you were working on yeah so the previous app or the previous website was already quite archaic uh it wasn't uh, that user friendly hmm. it wasn't that usable uh the visual appeal of it also was quite archaic it was already hmm. uh there since a decade and uh, nothing much has changed hmm. uh, okay yeah it had uh, a longer way of booking tickets like longer process then how to simplify okay. that process if mm. it's a 14 or it's a 20 step process how to make it a 14 step process yeah okay cool yeah mm-hmm. so those kind of challenges how to mm. make it faster simpler more pleasant mm. and easier to use mm. okay and so then what are you doing right now i am uh, right now 
focusing on fintech problems uh, because right now my focus currently in this year in klarna has been more on the us market mm-hmm. because klarna is focusing on winning the us uh, mm-hmm. with buy now pay later and other products that they are launching mm-hmm. uh, so my role is to uh, help them with the user perspective like sometimes business gets so involved in itself mm-hmm. in thinking uh, if they make so and so products and features then it will automatically be received well by the mm. users mm. it'll automatically be successful mm. uh, and we get so lost in details that we do not we lose touch mm. with the people who are actually going to experience that product yeah so my role is to ensure that we are not losing touch so yeah it's a it, it's it seems very simple yeah. now that's the beauty of good design mm. anything that seems extremely simple and extremely uh, logical that yeah it's so simple i could have done it that's actually that's like a, obvi- obvious yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like it's obvious yeah that's the toughest thing yeah i can yeah that's that's so true yeah. uh, what what do you think is like the biggest challenge of this particular profession um i think the biggest challenge for design uh, so there i believe is a lot of uh, scope of growth when it comes to design in tech hmm. uh, because yes we have uh, the whole world is moving towards that and i would hmm. say it's similar to what happens in engineering hmm. where you do civil engineering you do mechanical engineering uh, your economic prospects are lesser if you compare it with software engineering Uh, nowadays mm-hmm. so yeah that has been a constant challenge for example animation designers even though everyone would want to use what they learned and be a director of an animation film mm-hmm. if you do not have resources then for a lot of people it's a challenge and then they get inclined towards ux design because mm-hmm. they see more opportunities so uh if you are doing something uh you should also be prepared for the we things are economically placed mm. um, um and if you think that okay if i want to do ceramic design and i see that there are not that many industries or companies mm. who are going to hire me and pay mm. me bo- pay me a bomb mm. i should be still doing ceramic design and open up my own brand mm. and i should be prepared for it mm. i should also have some uh, start focusing on developing a business acumen mm. that tomorrow with my uh skills as a ceramic designer mm. if i want to start a brand what else do i need you have to have that uh, clarity mm. that awareness uh, because that i have seen happening for a lot of people that uh, they do what they like uh, but then they tend to get inclined towards uh, fields where you are basically getting more career opportunities mm. because they when they graduated they were not prepared for the onslaught that hey now we do not have that many jobs mm. for my specialization yeah. yeah so i think that is a big challenge that okay. students usually face mm-hmm. okay so um do you see any difference in in the working methodology or you know just the culture of you know of the way of working in india in singapore in germany Yeah, I would say I have seen a lot of difference in the culture. Mm. In the work culture in all three places there have been variations. Mm. Uh some good, some bad in the design space as well. In the design space as well. Mhm. But and, and what the diff- what are the differences like? Because I do understand that for example the user of India might be looking at something differently as compared to the user of Germany. 
so that part is is quite comprehensible but but for example in terms of um i don't know like the work methods like how the companies are operating or you know how are they thinking differently in terms of what the problem space is or yeah work culture yeah so it also totally depends on the size of the company mm-hmm. and the maturity of design in a company mm-hmm. so uh initially when i was working with a consulting firm our challenge was to get into companies where they do not have any uh des- mature design team inside them mm-hmm. so you are literally starting with educating them about the value of good user experience design value mm-hmm. of interviewing users mm-hmm. value of testing your products before launching mm-hmm. so you're basically doing a lot of education for them mm-hmm. that could be serious domains like banking where uh, traditionally design hasn't been a part of a banking organization mm-hmm. uh so it not just depends on the country but also the industry you are venturing into there are a lot mm. of industries which are totally working have been working till now without any user input but when they do work with user input they are able to solve their problems in a much more impactful way mm. so i saw that difference between industries between countries also i saw uh, another thing coming back to industries first i also saw that there's a difference in uh, design maturity as per the scale of the organization hmm if it's more startupy if it's more yeah. uh, hands on at that time they 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 are not that mature when it comes to practices of design inside the organization hmm. if it's a bigger corporate like lana is a very big corporate we have set processes hmm. for doing things we have a design system uh that everyone has to follow so there's more standardization of design mm. across designers even if they are spread out in a big company mm. and overall like uh, more efficiency oriented uh, solutions mm. so that depends a lot on the scale of the company you work with mm. uh when it comes to countries there has been a, a lot of difference in a uh, work life balance and the market they are operating in mm. like india is a very competitive market uh so you tend to always uh, the speed of a work is way higher mm. and uh yeah you're always uh, kind of ensuring that you are ahead of your competition mm. uh, things are faster but it also affects work life balance because then people tend to work yeah, overtime <laughs> and there is much more competition yeah. when it came to singapore it was kind of similar mm. a little less than india but still similar mm. uh, again very competitive markets uh, a lot of challenges to solve and all of these countries have uh, bigger challenges like they have a bigger set of population yeah, exactly. more diversity more, in population uh, solving their problems are yeah. we need to solve very core problems like there is a a challenge of illiteracy mm. in a major section of india mm. so then how do you make products which also cater to them yeah. if you're making a product for the entire country mm. uh, so yeah culturally also your challenges for designing and research change mm. because of the people you are serving yeah yeah of course in europe because you do not have uh, a lot of social problems of that extent mm. uh, your challenges uh, become less complicated in that sense mm. would you say it's more refined more refined <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah 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 that's kind of uh, like foreseeable right so very interesting but okay so let's talk about uh, about you now so um considering that the the vast amount of experience that you have and you've moved so much across like 
do you do you look at yourself as a successful person right now yeah i think so <laughs> yeah and i mean for me uh, right now success means to uh, do what i like mm. and uh, enjoy life as well mm. uh, yeah and to uh, be fulfilled so that's how i design define success for now mm-hmm. uh if i look into the rat race then of course i will uh, naturally will say oh no there needs to be more mm-hmm. uh, but currently that is not how i feel i feel much more content because uh, i like what i do mm-hmm. and i also can build my life around it yeah that's that's so nice that's so I think inherently like everybody should try to do what they like but of course you have to you have to first find what you like you know yeah, so it's a process it's a journey <laughs> yeah of course yeah and um if you have to kind of give some kind of message to people who are looking into pursuing a career in design uh, would you have some kind of advice that you want to share yes um i would say be open to uh yeah don't be afraid like design is all about uh, hit and trial it's all it's iterative mm. we say design process is an iterative process mm. so when you look at uh, building a career in design do not give up that easily mm. uh, do not get disheartened mm. but do not get pigeonholed either and this as i mentioned happens with a lot of people at that stage they get pigeonholed into following their passion mm. uh, for example if someone is an artist they are they are very uh, well into their mm, art into mm. developing their art projects but then they get disconnected from the business side of things okay. and then when mm. they come out then they face the challenge of like how do i make a uh, solid financially stable career out mm. of this mm. so my advice would be to keep yourself open mm. and within the design process it's a very rigorous process is highly iterative uh enjoy the journey mm. explore the possibilities and is do not this, give up mm. is the space uh well paying it is well paying okay so if you are uh great at your work and uh, uh say even as an automobile designer mm. if you are uh, placed with a good company with mm. ferrari or mm. tata of course it's well paying because there are not that many automobile designers in the world mm. and you can make a huge impact tomorrow somebody might be driving a car that you designed uh thank you so much i think it was very wonderful talking to you very informative session at least for me <laughs> got to know a lot of things about ui ux uh so thank you so much for your time most welcome it's my <laughs> pleasure <laughs>